welcome to What Nightmares Are Made Of. This is T. And this is Marty. And welcome back. Yay! Second episode. <laughs> second episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for adding on adding us on Instagram and on Twitter. And keep on adding us for those who haven't heard us. Let your friends know. So, we are here to start with our haunted locations. Of course, we are going to be talking about our local <laughs> haunted locations. True. So, the first one I'm going to be talking about is the Stanley Ranch in Garden Grove, California. Making this house 120 years old, it was built in 19 or 1891, sorry. It was originally built by Edward Ware, later um, he sold this to Arthur and Agnes Stanley in 1905. Agnes was a highly educated woman for her times. When Agnes entered her late stages of life, she found herself unable to climb the stairs on this very two-story big house. And she was, un um, she was very bitter from this. So she ended up falling into like a really bad health because of that. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it was, you know, depression and stuff like that, you know? And so it seems to be something that followed her after her afterlife. Many have, vi many visitors have said that they have seen a woman on the stairs blocking their way. And some guests find it difficult to move past her. That's a little bit creepy, isn't it? It is. I kind of see that being in a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and it's cool because you're actually able to visit this location every first and third Sunday of the month. And the tours begin at 1.30 p.m. We, actu we actually did visit the the house once. But we went, it was, it was like already nighttime, right? Yeah, it was nighttime. It was late. It was, <laughs> it was for, technically my friends took me out to go look at haunted locations for my birthday after dinner. Um, and it was late at night. I believe it was like nine o'clock or something. No, it was later than that. I think really? it was, I feel like it was, no, well, it was probably 10 o'clock. I want to say it was like, probably, I don't but, know. <laughs> but we did go and I mean, we couldn't get in obviously cause it was all closed out, but. Mm -hmm. it, from where we were standing at, it was pretty creepy looking. It was because you could even see the windows and you can see the cute little like linen, like curtains type of thing. And I seriously like thought like I could, I don't know. I felt like I could, like someone was standing there, St standing but I think it's it. just the fact that we had read upon the history before we got there <laughs> and we knew it was haunted supposedly. Um, and so it's, it's such a cute little house. It's, it's big because it is a couple, it's two stories. It looked like it might've been three stories. Not sure. Um, everything that I've researched doesn't really say specifically, but anyways, it, it was a tiny kind of look. It wasn't that big, wide type of house. Um, it was more like tallish. <laughs> so it might've been the attic on the top. I'm sorry, but it, it was a cute little house. I would have totally lived there. <laughs> But I probably would have told the, the little ghost, like, hey, don't bug me. I won't bug you. You know, you, you guys can stay here, but just don't bug me. <laughs> you know, maybe only when I get married, like mad at my husband, you can go ahead and scare him. But anyways, <laughs> that's a little bit mean. Anyways, our second location is the Wool, the Wolk Stoffel House. If I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, this is actually located in Anaheim. Um, it was purchased by John 
Gotelieb Wolk. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, he purchased this property on the southwest corner of what is, or what was uh, West Center Street and Palm, which would be to na nowadays it would be Lincoln and Harbor Street today. Uh, the home was designed by architect George Franklin Barber, and the building of it, the uh, the building of it was overseen by contractor Armstrong Davis Porter in 1896. Peter Stoffel later bought the house with his family. He became a very successful citrus farmer and lived the rest of his life in this home. The property was later bought by John D Dwyer. <laughs> Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. John and uh, John um, had a wife. Her name was Mary Hortzman and uh, was the Anaheim's first families that had settled there. Uh, Mary saved this home and the Mother Colony house from being demolished. She had both buildings moved to the family's property. After Mary died and when and when the Stoffel, uh, Wook Stoffel house faced the same possible demolition in 1945, John Dyer bought the home and moved it right next to the Hansen house on their property. By 1953, the home was then detonated. Or donated, sorry, <laughs> donated. I'm so sorry, <laughs> donated to the Red Cross to be used, where they kept the property until the home was officially sold to the city of Anaheim in 2006. It was rededicated in 2008, part of what is now known as the Founders Park. So, if many of you are from, or some of our listeners are from Anaheim, you will know that this area is actually located very near to the Anaheim High School. Um, and this was another location we actually went to go see on my at, birthday at night when, at it was, night. when it was closed. And, and it was, it's pretty interesting cause you can kind of like walk into the property. You can't walk into the house, but you can walk around the property. It's very beautiful. It, very... I would totally love to buy that house. <laughs> Could I just move there? I thought it was very eerie looking cause when it we was. went, there was actually a lot of fog and yes. Do you remember that tree that's right next to it? I thought that tree was kind of weird, creepy looking. I don't know why. Um, there was the big one. Oh, the big one with the, the branches. Yeah, yeah, I thought that it made was it look creepy. creepy. There is a very big tree in the property. It, it's huge. You can see the roots and everything from it. Um, it is creepy because when we were trying to look in the window of the house, um, you can see inside the house, and it's kind of creepy and eerie. Um. One of the things that a lot of witnesses have said is that there's a portrait of uh, the owner of the property, or was one of the owners of the property, and it looks like the eyes are watching you. Another witness has mentioned that um, they have seen an apparition, and they believe that is the caretaker of the home that is haunting the location. And a lot of people have, from what the research I found, it was a caretaker who's haunting the property. Um, we may never know, obviously, for good reasons, because, you know, um, but it is very creepy. It's eerie. It's a beautiful home. And they also have tours. That one I did not catch what days it was on, um, but I'm pretty sure y'all can just go ahead and research it and you will find it on their website. Um, the days that you can tour the house. Um, it's beautiful. I love it. It's like a Victorian style home type of thing. Very Not very good with architecture. So if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry, but it's beautiful. I love it. I wish I could own it, but that's just me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so 
Marty, do you want to take over? Alright guys, so it's movie review time. Dun, dun, dun. Today we're going to talk about Brightburn, and I know a lot of you didn't like that movie. Like It got a lot of bad reviews, but to be honest, it worked out for me. I did like it. I was, I think I had a 50-50 point of view of it. Um, I thought it was weird how it was like a superhero slash technically horror movie. Mm -hmm. But I also liked it because it was a different take on both the superhero, you know, concept and horror. It was basically Clark Kent gone evil. Yeah, pretty much. Because it kind of has the same storyline, the same, you know type of thing that we've heard of you know clark kent you know came to this uh planet he didn't know that he was technically from another planet Mm -hmm. he had superpowers his parents were not really his parents oh and um by the way guys this is a spoiler review so i mean if you have well we haven't really said anything yet yeah well a little bit kind of yeah no but i mean i have to admit though that's not that that, i mean yeah that part was important but it wasn't a big spoiler, but um, yes, this is a spoiler-filled review, so if you haven't seen it, uh, you might want to just, you know, turn this off and <laughs> wait until you're done you watch it. But um, Yeah. All right, so basically, it's the same story as Superman, you know. He comes in, like, he comes in some kind of weird, like, kryptonite. No, not a kryptonite. It was, but, like... Well, because, like, Superman's look like a little fancy, little cute, little metal spaceship type of thing. This one looked like kind of creepy, disgusting-looking mm-hmm. spaceship thing that landed into this people's farm. And it happens um, right in the beginning. And Yes. I kind of didn't like that. I feel like they should have saved that for a little bit later throughout the... Like, during the movie. I think yes. it was just way too quick for them. Oh, it's like, okay, bam, explosion, baby. Yeah. I don't know because I I kind of liked the way they took on this because they were trying to have a baby of their own and I guess they had had a few failures of getting pregnant blah blah but you know it, it's seen in a way as if this miracle came to them and they have a child but that yeah. miracle turned out to be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's like technically the aspect that some of us parents take of um, our child turned into the spawn of the devil type thing. <laughs> but <laughs> especially when you give them too much candy. Um, I learned that from experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, technically my mom did this weekend. <laughs> but anyway, so I think it was pretty cool. But then at the same time, I was like, ugh, this is kind of not like ugh, too much of a ugh. But mm-hmm. I felt like it was a little bit lame. I have to admit, though, I did love like the ending of the movie, how they're showing you like the credits, but they're the showing you parts. Yeah, but they're showing you like the, the the villains pretty much. Yeah, it was. It's basically what they were showing at and the, I like the, the end music. credits was. Um... I like the music. Was um because Billy Billy Ellish is not that bad of an artist. <laughs> I mean, she's like way younger than me. She's like I don't really 16, li- I don't 17 either, years so. old, and <laughs> I'm like fifty. But <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah, at the end there's like a post credit scene where they kind of hint like a uh, an evil Avengers Justice League type of thing. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Where I I don't know if anybody has. Uh, I'm not even going to go into it because I'm going to make a fool of myself. So maybe I'll look into it later and I'll tell y'all about it. But basically they parody like Wonder Woman. They parody um, Aquaman. Um, Honestly, I think that'd be cool if they do like some kind of evil superhero horror um, Avenger type of thing. But honestly, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, it it seemed like I think they, they were going for that to make like a sequel. But I think the fact that so many people did not like the concept... 
I think that's that's probably not going to happen. They might bring it back in 10 years, maybe 20. True. I don't expect it anytime soon. I, I mean, if this does happen, I give it five year, another five years, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe or who probably knows, after never. our lifetime, but <laughs> who knows, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. But I liked it, but I had I did have mixed reviews. I was more of a 50-50. I, 50, I liked it. 50, I didn't like it. I kind of had pretty much mixed reviews about it. I liked it. I would suggest for you guys to watch it. It's it's fun. It's bloody. It's gory. The death scenes are pretty cool. It, it made me sad, though, how, like, part of me was rooting for him to be good at the end and realize mm-hmm. what he did wrong. <laughs> yeah, what he no. does to his mom. I, damn. I, yeah. Poor Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> I was just like, nah. I was really, I was really hoping that he would look at his mom and like realize, shit, I, I really messed up. I fucked up. I need to be good, but nope. You know what this kid does? <laughs> he grabs her. He they he he takes off into the air. He flies over. Like, and at over one, the clouds. at one, at one point, you kind of get like that little hope, and it's like, nope. Boom. He drops her. Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. She falls to like, her. Bye, mom. He falls to her death, and we were just like. No. I know you kind of hoped that little split second he would realize I just that, this that is my I mom. can't get over it. I can't get over it, you know? Because you can tell he wants to be good so bad, but it's just whatever that thing was that poked him or whatever. Remember cuz there's a point where it stabs his hand or something yeah. like that. Like it just made him completely evil. But I see that you guys go watch it. I Pretty much. It. I mean, I guess it could be a fun movie you can watch on a Friday when you're bored. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, let's pick it up. Why not? You know, <laughs> give it a chance. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, going on to our next review. Scary stories to tell in the dark. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to sound like a ghost. <laughs> but uh, I think I sounded more like a crazy <laughs> whale or something. <laughs> Alright, so before I start, you know, this movie... A lot of the youngins, you know, they were pretty disappointed because... They don't understand what this means to my child. Some of them did, did, probably didn't even know were aware that, you know, this is based on the actual book. They probably thought that, like, Kanye West made this movie famous They were, <laughs> They were probably expecting, like, you know, uh, like a whole massacre, a lot of gore, but as I know, these are children's books. Yeah, you know? this was brought from, like, children's books... Books that I would pick up when I was in third grade mm-hmm. to read because I, okay, we all know my history. My mama made me watch The Exorcist when I was only like seven years old. So this was like where my love for horror started, mm-hmm. you know? And so, of course, I wanted to read these books. I wanted to get spooked out. Those stories were pretty scary as a kid like yeah and i kind of liked how the art some the, of the art imagery in the books too yeah was. it was creepy but i think what i liked the most was the fact that like you know how there was parts where you would read it and it would tell you how to make like like that bowl where you can put your hand and you can feel like the the oh, eyeballs or whatever yeah. did you ever read those sections i did i did i did yeah so i think that's why i like those because you could also use it for your Halloween nights when you would have friends over or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you had Halloween parties, but we didn't do that. We went trick-or-treating. So I, I thought those books were pretty cool. And the imagery, I still actually the imagery, them. like the images, like the artwork, th- that is something that should have been in an actual horror book. 
not a children's True. book. Because some of them were really creepy. I think the one and that questionable cre- too. Just yeah, like, we. Sh- I was like, really? They're gonna show us this as a kid before we go to sleep, <laughs> right? And like, okay, we all know I'm bad with names, but what is that lady who's like drenched or whatever, and she's like missing one eye or something like the that? The pale lady. I think so. She is in the movie. She was one of the characters, not the big chunky one. Oh, okay. The other um, one that's like drenched. She's missing her toe. What is her? I don't think she has a name. They just call, they just the missing toe lady. Yeah, I think that's what they they call her. I so think that's what they call her. I don't remember. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm bad with names. We all know this already. Like, I'm bad with names, and she's the one that creeps me out the most. What creeped me out as a kid? I'm reading the books. Was the pale lady, and then okay, honestly, when I saw this movie, you know, the pale lady didn't really scare me or, you know, frighten me or anything. I thought she was kind of funny looking a little bit. Yeah. Because, like, the way she was walking, like, she wants, she was trying to reach out for a hug. I'm like, oh, she just wants a hug. Like, give me a hug. I mean, I'm pretty sure in true life, if she were to randomly appear right in front of me, I'd probably for sure run still because just, like, what the hell? Like, where'd yeah, you come from? Her, her little smile, like, how she has that little weird, like, longish <laughs> smile is creepy. I think the other one that kind of creeped me out a little bit was that weird, body thing that would like jangly man yes that one creeps me out too i'm sorry harold the scarecrow that one didn't scare me too much he kind of he's not scary but i can he's actually one of my favorite characters from the entire book and the movie yeah i think i like the other two more Mm -hmm. but that's just based on what i saw i think the acting was really good i think the way they took the movie was really good because it totally brought my childhood back to like it brought back memories and it brought, like, it made a book that I used to read so much to life. And it would just, like, kind of creeps me out to think, like, that could be a possibility. No, I'm kidding. The, it set, be. the setting and atmosphere, though, was perfect. Like it, it was. It was, like, small town during Halloween fall vibes. And then not only that, but it felt like I was watching, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark and Stranger Things with a little bit of uh, it. Just I like, feel like it was more, like, uh, Are You Scared of the Dark more vibe for uh-huh. me. Um, the only thing I did not like was the wardrobe because my husband is the one who caught on to it a little bit quicker than I did. He was like, this is actually set in the 1960s. And I was like, really? I thought it was modern time. Mm -mm, No, you didn't catch on? No, because the wardrobe was not like technically accurate to it. Uh It was not really, it was like, I felt like they were trying to bring modern 70s and 60s at the same time. I felt like they should have stuck with what the wardrobe was. I know they were trying to make the girl a little bit tomboyish, but I feel like they could have done a little bit better on that. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't catch on to it being 60s until my husband was like, hey, this is set in the 1960s. And I was like, and I'm the history major here. (laughs) What? (laughs) But But also the jump scares. I'm glad they didn't go overboard with jump scares because Mm -hmm. I'm a person that, you know, I can't stand when a movie has... Nothing but jump scares because I just feel like okay, you, you guys are making a movie mm-hmm. based off of that. Like yeah, that's all, and I can't stand that. So I'm glad that they had good tension, the build of it to everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that that didn't ruin, they didn't ruin it by overbearing yeah. overbearing it with um jump scares. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was decent, you know, because it's technically a child's book. So I thought the way they did it with a little bit of scary. But not too much to the point where you're like, okay, this is not a kid's book. This They must have written this with, you know, what is that guy, Rob Zombie or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's how I felt. I felt they did it perfect. 
it was awesome. It brought back memories and it brought my childhood to life technically in a way because I know I used to have nightmares after I would read those books even though I loved horror. But that's just my concept. But anyways. So for scary stories on the dark, I'm going to suggest that you guys give it a watch. Definitely. Give it a try. It'll be fun. Um, and spooky. Maybe you can let your older kids watch it with you. I don't know. True. Some parents might not be okay with that. <laughs> But yeah. All right, guys. It's time for paranormal experiences with T. Anyways, okay. So we have actually one experience and stuff. And shout she, out to Elena. Whoop whoop from Anaheim. Um. Anyways, we were talking to her, and she we were telling her our experience. Well, at least my experiences, because Marty apparently has never been spooked. <laughs> but we were talking to her and letting her know about. You know, like, what we experienced. And she started talking to us about what she had experienced. And she had told us that in one of her apartments in Anaheim, um, and, you know, this is when I knew her at the time, and I've, I've been to that apartment, that that place was spooky. Um, but she was telling me that, I guess, at one point, when her sister and her were sleeping in their room, because it was a two-bedroom apartment, um, her sister, they had, like, this lighting uh, door that was... Um, facing like a balcony type of thing to go out and I guess she had been laying in her bed and um, she literally felt like somebody grabbed her from her ankles and tried to pull her um, off of the bed um, and it's funny because we've been uh, I've been to some of their apartments and they were spooky there is one where I know I hated walking into the hallway because it was extremely dark um, and it was just spooky spooky eerie you know mm -hmm. and it's just i hated being in that apartment sometimes but i loved to hang out with my friends so when i would have to leave their apartment to go back home i would usually tell my friend like hey can you walk me out because i hated going into the hallway like the hallway was like the worst part for me um but i guess they had experiences where her dad got the door shut on him um in that apartment um that's kind of creepy because <laughs> I totally imagined that in a horror movie. Um, and then she was telling us that in her current place that she's living with her husband right now, um, her husband had been talking to her uncle, or his uncle, sorry. And I guess they literally, well, they were standing by the hallway, and they have two little kids, but she said that her little boy was sleeping, and he's a toddler. Well, yeah, he's a toddler. He's only a year old, and her daughter is like three years old, four years old. And... She said that her little girl was in the living room watching TV and her little boy was taking a nap. And she said that her husband was standing by the hallway with the uncle talking. And they literally felt like somebody ran up to them from the hallway. Ran back to the end of the hallway. And they couldn't explain it because both kids were occupied. You know, one of them was taking a nap in the room. And then the other one was watching TV in the living room. So they couldn't explain that. And then she said that, that they've... Felt like somebody has been in the kitchen, like at one point she was working out or whatever, and she felt like somebody was in the kitchen, you know, like, you know when you're in the kitchen moving things around, blah, blah, blah. She said that she, like, kind of heard that, and she felt like a presence there. Um, but other than that, they haven't really experienced anything severe, like at her old <laughs> apartment where the door was shut on her dad. But yeah, anyways, um, so that's what's happened to her, which I thought that was kind of creepy because... I didn't know some of her apartments were haunted. I just thought it was my bad feeling of, you know, eeriness, kind of 
well, it's dark, you know, every time you go to those houses, like, have you ever felt that? Like, they're sometimes not even haunted, but, like, they're so dark. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a certain place, like a hallway or something that's too dark. And they get, like, that eeriness. The eerie spook- feel, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that's what happened to her. Well, I have another spooky experience for y'all. So, my husband knew this family that lived in Cerritos, California. And they were old friends um, the lady that he knew and the gentleman, well, the lady was actually best friends with his mom and they had been high school or element, no high school best friends pretty much. And they had known each other for years. Well, I remember one time, um, after we had recently gotten married, we've been married for only maybe two years. Um, and we had gone to visit them one summer that we came to visit and we went to their house and I kept telling my husband, I'm like, that hallway is so fucking creepy i hate looking at that hallway because it was a really long hallway and they had like i think two doors on one side and two doors on the other one or three on the other side i think something like that i don't remember very well and it was a really long hallway you know so when you walked into the house it was the living room then the little kitchen and the long hallway with you know bedrooms on each side and the bathroom and at the end of the hallway there's a mirror which was the creepiest shit because I've always had this thing about mirrors and stuff like that. Well, it kind of creeped me out a little bit because I kept telling my husband, I'm like, that hallway is too dark for my own liking. So I've, maybe there's like a thing, a theme here where I don't like dark hallways. Uh, so <laughs> I had seen the hallway and I told my husband, I do not like that hallway. I Because I had told him I had to go to the restroom. And when I saw the hallway, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to skip the hallway. I'm just going to like freaking, you know, just hold it, you know, until we leave. And then, you know, we were, you know, I had told him this after when we left in the car. I was like, that hallway, it just keep, kept bugging me. You know, I'm like, that hallway was too dark. I didn't like the feeling. It was too eerie for me. So then I told him, you know, like, is there anything in the house? Like, did you feel anything? He said, no. But he's like, I've actually heard stories that the gentleman actually has had this little boy follow him from all the way from the Netherlands. So he was from, I think the Netherlands? Yeah, he was from the Netherlands. And he said he had told them the story because I guess, like, they, it came up on a conversation with his mom and stuff, and he was there, and he said that this little boy had followed him all the way from the Netherlands, and that um, he would see him every now and then. You know, he would pop out and stuff, and I told him, I'm like, that hallway is just too dark for my liking. So it was interesting to find out in the card that this guy had this little boy follow him. He was, like, attached to him. And, like, I mean, come on. If that little boy was attached to him from all the way from the Netherlands all the way to the U.S., that that's a bit eerie, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I just I just got creeped out. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I don't know. And he would always tell me stories about, like, that little boy, how it would pop out. And, you know, they would see him and stuff. Like, the gentleman, he would tell me about it. And... You know, because I did ask him at one point. I was like, hey, so I heard that you have a little boy follow you and blah, blah, blah. So he told me a few stories. that The little boy would just pop. He was nothing evil or anything. That the little boy would just, you know, follow him, smile at him and stuff like that. I don't know much about it because we did lose contact um, with that person once my mother-in-law passed away. So I thought that was pretty interesting to bring in. So anyways, so what is 
the next thing? Why do you take over? All right. So this weekend, we actually are going to watch Underwater. And um, it, star- it stars Kristen Stewart, T.J. Miller, Jessica Henwick, Vincent Castle. Well, I think that's how you say his name. And okay, the storyline is basically a crew of aquatic researchers work to get work to get to safety after an earthquake. De- how do you say that? Devastates their so. I can't even see this right now. Their laboratory, but the crew has has more than the ocean to to oh explore to ex- seem to fear. I don't know. But have you seen the have you seen the trailers or? For the previews? No, I actually have not. Okay. The only movie I thought Kristen Stewart was coming out with was uh, the, what is it, Charlie's Angels? I thought that was the only thing she had made. Well, I do not that like flop, her. Not flop from what, I, from what I was told. I do not like her acting at all. Um, I don't know. I, I don't just, really care for Kristen Stewart, to be honest. <laughs> I don't like her acting at all. But, I, I mean, apparently, apparently she's going to be the main protagonist of the movie. Oh. But, the okay, from the trailer, what I got was basically Alien set underwater. I don't know if you've ever seen the Alien movies, which are, yeah. really, which are really, really good. Yeah, I've seen Alien, but yeah, I've never so seen... That's the that's the vibe that I'm getting. Aliens from underwater. <laughs> and, okay, so I saw the trailer, and... They didn't even really show the monster, yeah. Until the 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 previews, the, the little TV spots. But now that I've seen the monsters, it looks really. I don't know. It looks really, 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 really. really I don't know. Is this tacky. bad to say? But I feel like any movie that Kristen Stewart is in, it's crap. Well, we'll find out this weekend because <laughs> we're gonna watch it. Oh yeah. I mean, I probably. Dun dun dun. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be better than the Grudge reboot. We're probably going to be like that guy in that movie, or in the movie theater when we went to go see The Grudge. That was like, by the way, that's going to we'll, be me. <laughs> by the way, we'll have the the review for The Grudge on, on the next episode, and dun, dun, dun. we're letting you know it was terrible. Hey, don't let them know the ending or like the full thought of it. Should have waited and eased it in. No, I'm uh, ter- <laughs> I just said it was terrible. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, but yeah, we have that coming up, and then we also have Gretel and Hansel. I'm actually excited for that one a little bit. I'm actually a I'm, little bit. No, I'm really excited for this one because I mean, I I don't know you who if you know who Alice Cringe Cringe is. I mean, come on! If I don't know the names of any of the characters from the movies, she's, she's, an, a, she's an. <laughs> well, okay, she's in Stephen King Sleepwalkers, which I've seen, and she, you know she plays oh, a villain, and that one's pretty that. good. And then, have you seen Silent Hill? Silent Hill, Silent Hill. Yes, I have. Okay, you know the, she's like near the end of the movie where they go into the church and like, there's like a lady, her name's Christabella. She has like, she's like, I guess the main leader. Like of the, the god or, or not, not the god, not, but not the priestess. Goddess. Yeah, the one that's always just like oh, shouting. Okay, but, like, yeah, yeah. That's who's playing the witch. Oh. So what I like about her is that she can play a good villain. Like she's really good at playing the villain. So I'm really we'll looking see. forward to seeing. When is it being released? This one comes out. January 31st. Oh, so at the end of this month. Yes. Oh, well, I am a little bit excited of it, but I'm kind of like, mmm, mmm, I don't know how to feel about it fully, all the way. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I don't know, I guess because I'm letting the other Hansel and Gretel one take over too much on my thoughts, oh, no, or like no, my a- opinion. Avoid that one at all costs. That was <laughs> What was it good. called? Hansel, Hansel and, Gretel? and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah, that one was kind of, mm, I don't know. I don't know, I like, yeah. It's like, 
Just erase that from your mind because that movie was complete <laughs> garbage. I don't know. I I think I'm just letting that one judge this one too much. So that's why I'm <laughs> kind of like. That's why I'm kind of like. Mm, I don't know if I'm too excited to see it or not. But anyways, that's my opinion. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of What Nightmares Are Made Of podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, so don't forget, you guys, to add us on our Twitter, which is What Nightmares Are Made Of, or it would be at Nightmares PD. Um, also, don't forget to add us on What Nightmares Are Made Of Insta. Or Instagram, sorry. I'm becoming too hipster over here. <laughs> and don't forget to add us on our personal Instagrams. Uh, mine right. is everyone's favorite gorehound and teases. Captured in time with two E's at the end and underscore. And don't forget, you guys, we will be linking all these links underneath so you guys can add us. And also, don't forget to submit your experiences, you guys. We actually want to hear your stories. We love, love Horror. Or submit any movie you guys want us to review. <laughs> that too. Um, and so just let us know anything about horror or your little scary stories. Or if your grandma has any good scary stories from her childhood, let us know. Mm-hmm. I love anything. And I even, I'm even i even into like the Wendigos and Skinwalkers and all that stuff. Probably because I'm located in New Mexico. So maybe <laughs> that's why I'm all into that. So if you guys have any horror stories or any scary experiences, just let us know. So have a good night. Let the nightmares begin. Have a good upcoming weekend. In your nightmares. I know some of you are recovering from the last two two weekends of the holiday, but don't worry. The weekend will be here soon. So don't forget, you guys, sleep tight and definitely let the bed bugs bite. So have a good night. Thank you for listening. This is Marty. And TT. Signing out. Bye.